Hey love, and welcome to the Love Niche Podcast. It's a billion podcasts to listen to, and the universe guided you right here to this one. It's 8 billion people in the world, yet you met me, and that is not by happen chance. This is a divine meeting, and may we guide each other well. I am in this world, but I'm not of it. On this podcast, you'll hear topics about both worlds, spiritual and earthly. My goal is to keep learning, evolving, and spreading love. Hey loves, and welcome to another episode of the Love Niche Podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing Friday. So this is part two of Dr. Jackson. I am so thrilled to be bringing you guys this podcast episode. I'm at the point in my class. I have two more weeks left. I'm still hanging on to my A, y'all. Woo! And this discussion session asked, okay, what are you thinking about doing your research paper on? And I was like, oh my God, they're asking that already? So I already told y'all what I wanted to do it on. I was able to fine tune that and I went and I wrote it and I went back in because it's time to do my replies and I saw my classmate reply and I almost cried y'all or read it to you. Um, but before I read that, I was picking my two people to reply on and one of them, oh my God, when I read it to you, you're going to be like, what? So I'm like, yeah, at first I was like, let me skip over this. And I said, no, I'm going to reply and I'm going to tell them how I feel about this. So I'm excited to do that. Um, but he asked a question. The guy that I was going to reply to, he asked the question, like, what is the difference between a doctoral degree and a PhD? And I had that same question and I researched it. So I was like, okay, we're going to start off part two by answering that question. Then we're going to read what I'm going to do my research on. And then we're going to read my person's reply. Then we're going to read the person that I'm going to reply to. Okay. All right. So let me start with the article. Got to give credit where credit is due. This is from the University of the Panamac. It is PhD versus doctorate. What are the differences? This was written on January 24th, 2022. So for those that have a deep-seated attitude pursuing a doctoral degree, it can be a tough yet beneficial journey. Currently enrolled in a doctoral program means that a person has already schooled over college admissions, went through high-stake tests and exams, and finished all those research papers and long hours spent in university libraries hitting the books. While studying for a doctoral entails asserting oneself to an extensive amount of quality time and money, its significance and purpose usually paves the way to a lucrative end. After having finished a master's degree, students begin to think about their next steps in their academic career. Then, paradoxically, while navigating through academia, they find themselves baffled by the immense terms and terminologies used to label specific degrees. Because the term doctorate and PhD are somehow interlocked and overlap, and because PhD is sometimes used inconsistently, it can lead to considerable confusion. PhD versus doctorate. You might wonder what the difference is and why they are important, Explaining what each of these terms stand for, the differences between them, and why they are valuable can help you steer yourself down the right path for the onset. Doctorate degree versus PhD. At first glance, it is pretty easy to confuse the two terms, but it's important for everyone to be able to make a distinction between the two. In this article, we will discuss the difference between PhD and doctorate in detail in order to get rid of any confusion you may have. In the academia world, the terms doctorate and PhD are currently used interchangeably. Both of them are at the top cap of the ladder. However, a doctorate is mostly used as an umbrella term covering many fields ranging from professional degrees, humanities, and scientific disciplines. A PhD or doctorate of philosophy, on the other hand, is a subcategory of a doctoral degree. It is a much more distinct and clear-cut 
and is usually narrow in nature, encompassing only humanities and scientific fields. In plain English, when someone says they are enrolling on a doctoral degree, it means that they are doing a PhD in a specific field. So technically, in common parlance, there is no difference between the two terms. But on the other end of the spectrum, one should be careful not to confuse a professional doctoral degree with a PhD. The former is more practical and is designed to prepare students to apply existing knowledge to find solutions to real life problems and have a direct application to a particular profession. A PhD is theoretical by nature and is more academic and research focused. It is often fixed on disseminating knowledge by conducting authentic research, which means reviewing and identifying gaps in current literature and evaluating the relevance of the existing and emerging theories within a particular field. What is a PhD degree and why should you go for it? So students who acquire a PhD are justly proud. They wear it as a badge of identity and the academia elite. Traditionally, a PhD was associated with teaching, which from Latin, Licitia Desandi means license to teach. However, the concept of PhD has been on the shifting sands nowadays and has become a more general term that isn't necessarily defined to teaching only. The value of a PhD. Obtaining a PhD helps you capitalize on the emerging academia opportunities, making you more easily identifiable to employers or businesses seeking to fill professional high-level job positions. Many of these career options, conversely, are not available to those who do not belong to the PhD club. While pursuing a PhD requires devoting a tremendous effort and time making significant personal sacrifices, pushing the boundaries of knowledge, it's all in service of the area of study you're most passionate and zealous about. Ultimately, once you've obtained your PhD, you will have achieved the pinnacle of education, something not too many people have or are able to accomplish. What is a doctorate degree? A doctorate or a doctoral degree is usually the most advanced degree one can earn in an academic discipline. Many pursue a doctoral degree to increase their professional credibility, be acknowledged as an expert in a specific field, and improve their resume. A doctoral degree is a graduate level credential that is usually earned after multiple years of graduate school. Earning a doctoral degree requires a significant level of research and work. In order to get this degree, one has to research a subject thoroughly, conduct new research and analysts, and provide a solution or interpretation into that field. But what types of doctoral degrees are available? Types of doctoral degrees. There are two categories of doctorate degrees, an academic degree and a professional doctorate degree. An academic degree focuses on research, data analysts, and evaluation of theory. A professional doctorate degree, on the other hand, is a considerate to a terminal degree, which means that one has achieved the most advanced degree in the field. The degree is specifically designed for working professionals who want to grow in their careers. Professional doctorate degrees. A professional doctorate degree is designed for working professionals who have experience in the field and they just want to increase their knowledge, improve their credibility, and of course, advance their careers. This degree focuses on applying research to practical issues, coming up with interpretation solutions, as well as designing effective professional practice within a particular field. 
Professional doctoral degrees include doctoral of business administration, which is known as a DBA. DBA degrees are ideal for students who already have a general business background. They're interested, they're interested in developing deeper into more practical and theoretical aspects of the underpin for business education. More to the point that the DBA, you will develop the ability to solve real life problems, discover the relevant expertise to innovate and uphold complex business issues and so much more. Now, upon completion of the DBA, students will possess enhanced leadership and strategic skills as well as tools to propel their careers in today's marketplace. The business administration industry is keen on finding such graduates with business skills and this is indicated by the immense job positions currently available. Doctor of Education, ED. If you are interested in setting your eyes on creating lifelong learning among your students, making a positive influence in educational culture, contributing to the growing body of research in education realm, or just enhancing your subject matter of expertise, the Doctorate of Education program ticks all the boxes. This degree maintains a rigorous approach in academic education that prepares graduates to showcase the skills and experience to devise solutions in tackling, tackling and challenging and contemporary education practices to become transformational leaders in the industry. Doctor of Computer Science, DCS. The demand for computer scientists have reached its peak and it's among the most sought after program nowadays. With a degree in DCS, you will have the opportunity to design, apply innovation experiments, predict trends, and ultimately develop richer understanding and contribution to your uh, area of expertise. After all, who doesn't want an exciting and financial stable career? Yeah, I think they're on the rise. Like everything is moving digital. The stuff is going to bring, we're going to be clueless. So they're going to be the ones that we go to. So I don't think they will ever run out of money. A lot of people that go into those fields tell you they start out at six figures. So yeah, think of Google, think of Silicon Valley, like all the techies, they make really good money. Doctor of Medicine, MD. The Doctor of Medicine degree is designed to prepare you for various medical challenges in different settings nationally and internationally. This program will further develop your critical thinking and clinical reasoning skills required for safe, high-quality medical practices. It will also improve your leadership, communication, and teamwork skills for collaboration and patient care. Doctor of Optometry, OD. This professional degree typically requires four years of study. It focuses on the basic biological science such as anatomy, physiology, microbiology, neuroanatomy, and so on. This doctoral degree will prepare, educate, and train professionals to practice at the highest level of proficiency, professionalism, and integrity. Doctor of Psychology, Psych D. The Doctoral of Psych D, Lord, we need y'all. Please keep going to school because the world is crazy. A lot of people are undiagnosed. A lot of people have have bottled up trauma it's time for everybody to sit down and do our dark night of the soul and get the help and a lot of trauma comes from childhood so we all just need to sit down talk to somebody about our childhood unlearn the crazy shit we do relearn some new habits and just be better people so i give my hat so i feel like jesus was safety people don't want to talk about that but i feel like jesus was a healer mentally emotionally and physically healer heals sick people we're sick <laughs> So let me go on. The doctoral of psychology degree 
concentrates on the clinical and applied aspects of psychology. This type of doctorate prepares students for professional practices and clinical placement. This degree will be highly beneficial when working directly with patients who need psychology services. In addition, this degree allows doctors of psychology to confidently function uh, as researchers and clinicians. So how to choose a PhD program. Choosing a PhD program can be pretty challenging. It's a big academic decision and investment that requires commitment and perseverance. But how can you pick the right PhD program for you? Well, there are some tips to help you choose the best fit for your goals and preferences. Think about the reasons why you want a PhD, what you expect to gain from it, whether it's compatible with your professional goals, consider your research involvement, Take your time to research, compare, and consider multiple opportunities carefully. Pick a subject that interests and motivates you, but is also practical. Ask your professionals and other scholars in the field for advice. All in all, the terms doctorate and PhD are in essence the same, which means all PhD students are doctoral students as well. On the other hand, earning a PhD degree is no joke. If anything, PhD students have the tenacity, patience, persistence, and years of hard work that you can vouch for. Ultimately, designing what type of doctoral degree you should hop on depends on your career goals, what you're passionate about, and how you're going to achieve it. So thank you so much, University of Potomac, for giving us a breakdown of the difference between a doctoral de degree and a PhD. So let me see what minutes we are. Okay, 12. Good. I have plenty of time to talk. Woohoo. So getting back to my class. Oh, I hope it didn't go dead. Getting back to my class. Let's see. So I am so excited to share with you guys. I am such a nerd, y'all. So I remember playing the sounds and you will pick your life aspirations. And I always chose love to be married, to have a big family, lots of kids. And I always chose like education, a good job, like to be very knowledgeable. Like I always chose those two to, to climb to the highest ranks of the career ladder. So I always would merge those two. And I feel like in another life, I was a mom with a whole bunch of kids. And I was like, if I got to do this shit again, hell no. So I feel like, although I want to be a mother so bad, like somewhere in my conscience, like I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. I couldn't wait for that shit to be over. And now it's like I have a chance to experience life without that. But my spiritual advisor, she told me I am a mom. I was on my shroom trip and, and I was sitting in a chair and her and my little sister were sitting down. And she said, you are a mom. She said, look at us. We're sitting down right now. You're like a mom. And if, as I look over my life, like even when I was in high school, they would always call me the mama of the group. They're going to mama. They're going to mama. So although I have not birthed a child physically in this world and raised them, I do have angel babies. So I've experienced that. But um, every time I turn around, I feel like I'm mothering or nurturing or counseling someone. So it may not be the babies. Maybe I'm a mother to the adults. Put it that way. That's the best way. Because I was about to go on and on about that. And I also have ideas. So I really feel like I'm an ideal angel or an ideal fairy. Like I'll just tell people like, you're great. You know, why don't you have a YouTube up? Why don't you start a podcast? Like the world needs to hear your gift. Like what are you doing? And I'll be in everybody inbox, y'all. I'll talk about celebrities, regular people, you know, people with a little bit of following, people with a lot of following. And I kid you not, after I do that message, I come back later and I see them like blowing up and doing great things. So I feel like a little bit of my spark, a little bit of my energy I give to people and they blow up. So the best way I can describe that visually is a match. 
And if, if I uh, strike that match and put it on top of a whole bunch of matches in a row, they all light up. Not to say that people aren't lighting up, but I know that I share my energy with people and I just, I am able to see the change. And although they don't come back and say, hey, that girl told me to that, let me give her the credit. I know God already told me or put it in me to tell them. So whether I get the praise or not, God gets the glory because where did it come from? I don't know these people. I don't really know that they have gifts or talent. It's just something in me. You know, you know how everybody say something, something, the spirit, something. Be like, tell that person X, Y, Z. And I just do it. And so, yeah. I think I'm a mother of adults. But anyways, it's starting to get exhausting. And I'm just leaving people to their vices, though. I'm going to do another podcast about people and their relationships. Because I heard chloe and hallie talking and baby people you can tell people the worst things and they will not really their relationship he raped a child and murdered them they, that's my man i'm gonna stick by him so listen i don't mess with nobody in their relationships do you i didn't sign up we didn't vote on this guy or girl to be in your life i have nothing to do with that i am loving you i am supporting you and hearing that is exhausting so i don't even offer friendship services on that end anymore and I be the main one needing relationship advice, but I realized one day it was very um, selfish of me to always go to people when I had questions or needed advice. Like, did you ask them, do they have the capacity to listen or to help or to share? Because at one point it was one person and I will always go to everybody about this one person over and over again. Like, how exhausting was that? Is that you, Jay? Okay, come on. How exhausting was that to constantly you know ask them should we stay together should we break up over and over again like girl the fact that you're at what i've come to realize is the fact that you're asking should i stay is a sign it's a red flag the fact that somebody can be like hello shirley is that you woman to woman it's a problem and if you choose to stay that's fine work it out but i feel like men today have realized like you're gonna stay so they're really gonna do whatever they want to do and continue doing it because you're not going anywhere and i'm just over it like don't ask me about nobody man you should know what they're doing i shouldn't have to be inspector gadget you know it's like i don't know i just listen it's exhausting i don't want to deal with it i'm not kumbaya with nobody um significant other i don't want to be if you love them i love them if you hate them i hate them some of them i be side eyeing. some of them i be like I'm not because I've been in that place where I've said you need to leave and they left and went back and they left and went back and they left and went back like that is trauma like I literally I'm going to have to sit down and talk to a therapist about that because I didn't even realize when you're in relationships it doesn't affect you it affects your close circle not social media because they don't care your immediate circle that you cry to that you help to help you when you don't dug your dug a freaking ditch like that hurts so I have just come to the realization, like, I don't offer friendship services when it comes to that. <laughs> I just love you. You got to figure the rest of that stuff out. But at the end of the day, life is life and you have to learn. Like, if I tell you to leave that person, that was my intuition. That means you're going to get in a whole nother, inform- a whole nother relationship. That person's going to do you wrong. And if I have to keep telling you to leave, you're not learning. Like, you have to build that intuition. You have to build that common sense. You have to build that self-love. You have to build all of that. And if people keep giving you the answers... You're never going to be able to do it on your own. So anyways, that's going to be a whole nother podcast that I get on. But no, that's that. like Mari say, that's your man. Yeah, that's my man. I'm going to stick by because that's not my problem. That's yours. And I have to call back all my energy and just put up a wall and not even deal with that. Because I can't care about you more than you care about yourself. I finally get that. 
I finally get that in peace, I will keep my peace at whatever cost. And I've gotten so good with cutting people off. If that's what I have to do to keep my peace, snip, snip. I'll be in space with a space suit. Like, I have gotten so good with that because when people really love you and when people really care, they won't even do stuff to hurt you. And if they do, you will tell them and they'll fix it. Like, because you really love somebody, you really don't want to hurt them. So the fact that you're letting people hurt you, what does that say about you? Like, you have to look in the mirror and say, what is wrong with you? Like, why am I letting this? I love myself so much that I'm letting this person do this. That makes no sense. And trust me, I had to learn that a lot. That's my small circle. I learned that. And I was like, no, like, it may take me forever to find somebody to get married or whatever. But when I tell you I'm not settling, I am not. And a lot of people are. I don't care if you're single, baby mama, baby daddy, or married. A lot of people are settling and nobody wants to have that conversation. But I understand bills is high. Kids might be involved and it is what it is. But it's a no for me. And I just thank God that my life went the way it, it has. That I'm not tied to somebody I can't stand. I didn't make people with somebody I can't stand. You know, I'm just... It was hard going through, but I'm I am fine. I can I can say overall, I'm glad the cars fell where they fell because a lot of these situations I just can't. So, anyways, back to the topic at hand. So, what topic are this is the question? What topic are you considering for your project and why? This is my answer. With the movement for reparations for American descendants of slavery again gaining traction in the United States, the topic that I'm contemplating for my research combines two concepts educational reparations for African-Americans and the disparity in the African-American home ownership. As a realtor, I've noticed the black ownership, home ownership rate has stubbornly trailed, excuse me, the white home ownership rate by 25 points. By merging the two, I propose the R4AA loan, reparations for African-American descendants. Oh, I got to charge my phone up. Reparations for African-American descendants which is similar to the VA loan for veterans. Let's face it, the slave trade has made our country billions of dollars. While the legal practice of physically abducting people from Africa and transporting those people to Americans to sell them into slavery was banned early in the 19th century, white people began to systematically force the reproduction, example, breeding of black people to generate more people to keep slavery going. The system of forced free labor and shadow slavery over the course of more than 245 years enabled the U.S. to establish itself as a big business industry. I am motivated to advocate for equality and fairness within the real estate industry due to its inherent social and economic implications. African Americans have dramatically lower rates of home ownership stemming from unequal access to the housing market. Reparations have been provided to many racial groups that have experienced injustices, with the, with the exception of one race. What is the reason for this disparity? Neither education, income, nor credit explains this black-non-black -black divide. Black college graduates remain less likely to own their homes than white Americans without a high school diploma. It has been argued that HOLC maps were just one manifestation of forms of racism that shaped the history of the U.S. housing market. There were discriminatory policies and practices that existed before the creation of HOLC maps, and there are discriminatory practices, policies and practices that after the creation and that may, 
maintain racial and economic inequalities in the market of private property and its ownership. Let me scroll down some more. I would like to propose a potential resolution to this issue. The concept of the American dream and it, as it pertains to the descendants of individuals who were subject to transatlantic slave, eliminating the obstacles posed by credit scores and income requirements in order to facilitate the approval of home ownership. If someone has the ability to make monthly rental payments but fails to do so, resulting in ev eviction, it stands to reason that that same individual might potentially purchase a property under the R4AA program and face foreclosure if they fail to meet their payment obligations. I would like to suggest the, implement the implementation of a college program just like the military, whereas descendants are granted the opportunity to attend educational institutions without incurring any costs or with a 50% reduction in fees, or alternatively, just have their student loans pardoned. This proposal is rooted on the principle of fairness. If a comprehensive assessment were conducted to determine the allocation of 40 acres and a mule to all descendants of the, of the affected by the transatlantic slave, it will be argued that the landscape of America will have been significantly altered. If such a scenario, in such a scenario, the descendants would have acquired the substantial land ownership, so potentially reshaping the distribution of land resources. Alternatively, if the provision of land were not feasible, an alternative approach could involve prioritizing educational opportunities and granting legal documentation of land ownership to these individuals. In other words, if they gave us 40 acres and a mule, we would own, there would be no America, okay? Um... So let me continue. I am a descendant of those who were subject to the transatlantic slave trade. The maternal great-grandmother of my grandmother was an individual who was enslaved. Shortly after emancipation, my paternal grandmother undertook domestic work for white households, whereas my other grandmother made the decision to discontinue her education in the sixth grade in order to care for her children because high school, let alone graduating from a four-year college, was a rarity for people of African descent. Due to her racial background, let me scroll down. Due to her racial background, she encountered discrimination barriers that prevented her from engaging in commercial activities within the premises of Woolsworth. So my grandma did tell me growing up, she was not allowed to go into Woolsworth. Like that broke my heart. Like, so you can clean up the store, you can go in the back and, you know, maybe cook and different stuff like that, but don't you dare come in there thinking you about to shop. Like, at the end of the day, green money is green money. And I feel like once they realize, once we build up Black Wall Street and we was like, we don't need you. We could be our own doctors, dentists, teachers, everything. And our money was just within our community. Those people in Tesla, Oklahoma say they heard bombs, y'all. Bombs. Does that remind you? And you know what? What karma did? Pearl Harbor. The Chinese did the same thing. Do you see how karma comes right back around? Karma came right back around times 100. The same tactic that you used, you threw a rock and tried to hide your hand. Somebody, it was a fire. It was a fire here in Jacksonville too, my grandmother remember. And you know what makes me sad? Our grandparents are leaving. And once they leave, we will only have the stories. If our parents sat down and listened, they'll have the stories. If we sat down and listened, we'll have the stories. But once the stories are forgotten, that's it. That's why they're trying to get rid of these books and stuff. So if you can, buy these books. We need our own African-American museums and libraries to keep our history because when they finish whitewashing it, it won't be any. And I'm going to start looking at different races, not just white, that fought with us for our freedom because we didn't do it alone. It was people allowing Harriet Tubman to hide those people on their farms 
or under their lands and different stuff like that. And I even saw a movie where a white woman was a reporter. That girl got hung right along next to the black people. And that was my first time seeing that. So they literally died right along with us. But those people knew wrong was wrong and right is right. And even today, whether it's a white person, a Jewish, gay or something, if somebody does something wrong to them, it's going to hurt me because it's wrong. I'm not going to say, oh, well, it's a white person or, oh, well, it's a Jew or, well, they're gay. Right is right and wrong is wrong. At the end of the day, we all eat, sleep, shit, breathe. Like, we all have a heart. We all have a soul. We're all God's children. Like, I don't understand what is going on. But I'm going to start looking up people that actually help. Because we always look at, like, slavery this, slavery that. I want to start to add a positive light. Like, this is the person who da-da-da-da-da. Like, thank you. My ancestors, thank you. We appreciate what you did. Like, I want to start doing that to give homage and thanks to Because we did, definitely didn't do it alone. You could never do anything alone, not even starting a business. So, I want to just look more into them and give them credit and homage for doing that. And also, it's this group that I'm a part of. They go to rivers and they put flowers in the ground to uh, commemorate their ancestors and to thank them and to give homage and to honor them for what they endure because baby i think i would have been hung day one you mean to tell me i got to do what for master uh, whenever he won't like what and have kids and do all this da, da, da. i probably would try to run away would got whipped would got hung like everything i probably would have drunk some poison and killed myself because what so at the end of the day, knowing that this is the history of your country and you never not once sat down and tried to make amends means you don't give a good goddamn. You want to keep that money in your family, in your bloodline, and whatever, whatever, whatever. So I don't know. And with this being a Christian school, they understand that wrong is wrong and right is right. And so when I read you this guy's comment, it literally made me cry because to this day, I never really hear anybody from the other side saying we apologize that we was wrong. It's always hush on that side. Oh, we're just angry black people. I wonder why we're angry and black because nobody wants to talk. It's like the biggest elephant in America. Like, come on, make amends already. And I just heard they're about to send some more money to Ukraine, but you don't have no money. What it is, is instead of giving us reparations, you're trying to give all the money away so that you could truly say you don't have none. But maybe at the end of the day, you print it anyway. So go on and print some reparation money. But let me go ahead and continue. So. Due to her racial background, she encountered discrimination barriers that prevented her from engaging in commercial activities within the premises of Walworth. During their time in school, my parents experienced the act of having eggs thrown at them. I attended an educational institution where I engaged in a communal singing activity known as Kumbaya along with my fellow Caucasian American peers. The historical accounts have been found to be inaccurate in stating that my African Americans migrated with the intention of assisting in agriculture activities as proposed by the history book it is discounting that the educational system fails to provide accurate information while simultaneously deriving financial gains so i do remember in middle school they said we came over here in slave ships to help farm I looked at my mom and my dad. I said, are you kidding me? One paragraph. And I'm up here looking at PBS Channel 7 with my grandma and my uncle every weekend. Looking at Kuta Kinte and all like that. Like, come on. I was so pissed off. And that just gave me a bird's eye view of, you know, what we're dealing with, which is BS. Let me continue. Now, see, this be my problem. This man asked for 600 words. And I kid you, <laughs> we are well over 600. But I'd be happy to get my point across. Let me continue. In order to rectify previous actions, it is necessary to express remorse and extend an apology. Similar to the concept of love, an apology is an active verb. 
Expressing sincere apologies both verbally and through action. Expressing remorse for the transgression committed by the United States and undertaking the appropriate measure to rectify them, including providing the descendants of those affected with complementary or reduced cost educational opportunities and facilitating their pursuit of the American dream, which encompasses the acquisition of a residence for their families. This subject holds significant uh, personal significance for me, and I'm deeply connected to my ancestors whose lineage continues to the course of my veins. I am present in this context due to the due to the historical decision made by my ancestors to prioritize survival above succumbing to the perils of submission or annihilation, recognizing that the inherent disadvantage of traditional weaponry such as arrows and bows when comfort when confronted with the superior firepower of firearms. I am present in today because of the endurance of my grandparents who who persevered in order to ensure the future generations might experience the opportunities and possibilities of life. Every successive cohort has confronted its own unique struggle, and the contemporary challenges at present is around the issues of overdue remuneration. The proposition of 40 acres and a mule versus education in a home is a topic of discussion that pertains to the historical context of post-Civil War America. Almost done, y'all. Neighborhoods are an overlooked driver of wealth inequality for many homes for many homes are a key of wealth currently the number of individuals engaged in agricultural practices is rather low however it is important to note that these individuals possess familiar responsibilities and aspire to get substantial housing furthermore many harbor ambitions of of pursuing advanced education consequently it is imperative to consider the provision of discounted or free educational opportunities if an individual possesses the financial means to meet the income requirement of three times the rent it follows that home ownership but should be seen as equally feasible the magnitude of this concept beyond the mere possession of a dwelling becoming a homeowner was among the achievement in her life in which she which she or he took great pride as our Holy Bible says, yet if he is caught, he must pay sevenfold, though it cost him all the wealth of his house. The verse emphasizes the idea of making amends or restitution for one's wrongs actions. Period. Okay. Um, I'm not going to read the rest because it was just little questions that I had. But let me read you his response because I literally was about to cry y'all. So <clears throat> here we go. This is my response. This is somebody replied to me. Your contemplation of merging educational reparations for African-Americans with the disparity in African-American home ownership is both innovative and deeply significant. The proposal of a R4AA loan institutes a thoughtful response to historical injustices and current disparities that you've identified in your personal and professional experience. Your, you acknowledge the weighty history of how slavery economically fueled the nation while subjugating and disenfranchising a race let me scroll down this resonates with the biblical principle of justice and, and restoration found in isaiah 117 learn to do right seek justice defend the oppressed take up the calls for the fatherless plead the case for the widow it not only echoes the call to right historical wrongs but it also emphasizes the active role one must take the research that you have cited underscores the persisting inequalities that have followed the African-American community since the abolition, 
since the abolition of slavery. Despite strides towards equality, evidence continues to show that significant disparities, particularly in home ownership, the proposal of an R4AA loan and educational opportunities parallels the veteran affairs loans and military education benefits, creating a structured approach to bridging these gaps. Let me scroll down. Your call, your call for a comprehensive assessment to ready to re readdress the disparities at your push for acknowledgement and apology speak to the importance of recognition and restitution. This idea is alleged with Proverbs 631, which in, in, emphasizes making amends sevenfold for theft, illustrating the death of restitu restitution required. So we have to put Bible scriptures in our replies. Your proposal connection to this top topic provides a tangible and a pignant pers uh, perspective. The experiences of your family, your reflections on historical and contemporary struggles, and your visionary proposal all reflect a keen understanding and engagement with both the ethical demands and practical applications of reparations. The question you pose about the project display a, method a methodical approach to research, seeking clarity on guidelines, expectations, collaboration, and resources. These will undoubtedly aid you in executing this significant project successfully. In conclusion, the merging of educational reparations with home ownership disparity with the African-American community offers a compelling and multifaceted avenue for research. It is grounded in historical context supported by current data and infused with a personal connection and a commitment to justice as emphasized by biblical principles. gonna let me run with this topic but i was talking with my parents the other day and i think when you're in college because we write a lot like we we probably are the minds of the future because we all are seeking education and when i was talking with my spiritual advisor she called me the library i'm a libra so she called me the librarian she said you love to learn and grow like you are really a librarian in the spiritual realm so i feel like the people that like to learn and research we are like maybe we're from like the mind of god or whatever i think we have all different gifts I think the zodiacs go deeper than what we know. But I also know that like I'm an empath, so I might be from the heart and something with the sun. Like I'm still trying to piece all the things together, but specifically fo focusing on the mind. I think they read our papers, read our discussion and be taking our ideas. Like I remember in elementary, we had to do um, what they call science fairs. And y'all, did y'all ever get any uh, trademarks or patents for y'all ideas? never i bet they took them and ran with them so i think the education system is kind of like a scam like they take our ideas and run with them so if y'all ever hear this just know i did my paper i would need a check i'm gonna need some money like if y'all ever hear r4aa reparations for african-americans i did that okay so um but I have the type of heart, like, if they don't pay me, I'll just be happy that it's done. Like, sacrifice one for the millions, right? Like, somebody finally needs to do something about it. Like, every, and that's what I'm going to put in my paper, every other race, every other race that has experienced injustices have received financial gain. The Indians, the ones that, the, the Cherokees that people hate because they call them sellouts. Even some white people said that they were Indians. They called them $5 Cherokees. And they got land and different stuff like that. All you had to do was tell them that you was native. They wrote your name on the paper and gave you paid $5 and they 
you know, change your nationality and they got land and stuff. Like, just a bunch of lies. And even if they were natives, was it by rape? Was it by incest? Or was it love? You know what I mean? Or that you were purebred? So, all in all, it's time. I feel like America, America knows it's time. I think she's trying to do everything she can not to pay up. Even, dis- even going so far as to destroy herself. This president is a joke, you guys. This guy is going to sleep and everything. And I'm just, like, so appalled. Like, I have never in my life. Like, what? Y'all chose this over Trump? Okay. And they're all racist, so I don't care what side you choose. At the end of the day, if ain't nobody talking about reparations, they're racist because their money is in trust, you guys. Trust from life insurance policies that were on our... They didn't care whether the slaves were dead or alive. They got a check. You know what I mean? The banks... The stock market exchange, like the whole American system, it was birthed on the back of slavery. So every single sector within America needs to pay up. They need to pay up. They need to pay up. It's time. It's been time. You know, as a realtor, they send me the statistics. Why are we at the bottom for being approved for loans? Why are we at the bottom for having homes? And we're the number one consumers in the world. And y'all gain wealth from us like the least you could do is let us get a piece of land in a house the least you could do is let us go to school like i don't understand so yeah i hope they let my um i hope they let me run with this idea we'll see i'll keep you guys posted and i can't oh wait wait wait. let me tell y'all the man i'm about to reply to i forgot this is the most important part let me scroll to scroll the beat down because i said i know he did not okay so he said I got to find it, y'all, because I was so shocked when I read this. Okay, so in this project, let me make sure that's the right part. Okay, this is it. In this project, this is who I'm going to reply to, y'all, because I'm like, at first I was like, I ain't going to say nothing. Let me go to the next person. I said, no, I am going to say something. In this project, we will investigate the style of political and religious leadership, how both have characterized the post-independence of Cameron under one-party rule, multi-party rule and the reign of barbarism during the current war orchestrated by amazonian Sephardians and cameron military in the light of these problems the paper will offer short and long-term solutions towards the post-conflict reconstruction of cameron this paper will argue that the problems of cameron should no longer be blamed on colonization and colonial masters because despite the demands of colonization, its merits did impact and transform the lives of the citizens more than the un- unintended consequences. That's a bull-faced motherfucking lie. That sounds like our um, governor DeSantis up here talking about the slaves earned skills. What the? F- That's like telling a, a, a young woman that was raped. Girl, you earned skills for your future fiance, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You should thank your pimp. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's like telling a little girl that was molested by the men in her family, you gained skills for your future husband. You better thank them. That's like telling a victim that was kidnapped, girl, and and returned home, you have survival skills. Now you could teach your family and stuff. Like, how dare you tell somebody that is a victim, forget the, the atrocities that you experienced, and only focus on the skills that you gain. Maybe they didn't gain skills. Maybe that girl is scared to even be intimate with her husband or significant other or whatever. Because every time they touch her, she has flashbacks of her trauma. Maybe the girl that's kidnapped, you know what I mean? Gets scared whenever a car drive by or she hears a door open. 
That's just like people in the military that have PSD. We don't, we don't, we don't tell them, chin up. Chin up if you hear a gunshot. Chin up. It's okay. Like, for example, one of my ex was in the military. And anytime we go to the movies, he would look for the exit. Like, he would just need to know, like, how to get out. How are we going to get out? That's like saying, you know, oh, whatever. You were in the military and you have PTSD. Deal with it. You have survival skills. That's, that's not... That's capitalizing on the skills that they have gained and not acknowledging um, how it has changed their life. You mean to tell me everywhere that you go, you're looking for an escape? You mean to tell me that you can't even enjoy fireworks because it reminds you of being in war and gunshots and maybe all the people that you lost and maybe the full experience of, of being in war? You know what I mean? It's like, come on. So I'm definitely going to reply to him like, how dare you? I can't and I can't even believe DeSantis said that like. Number one, you're trying to take the books out to school. It's just like a whole bunch of BS. And I'm, I'm just sick of it. I hope my African-American sisters and brothers or those that care about the African-American history, because it's not just us, buy those books, save those books. They will be worth millions. They can change anything on the Internet. And I'm starting to see that. Like, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, what was that during scripture? Um... God, it was a scripture, and when I looked it up, they had changed it to where everything that I clicked on, every different uh, version of the Bible said the same thing, and I know that was wrong. Um, God, I can't remember what it was, but it was kind of like, it, it switched from, from de- life and death. It switched from like life and death. I think it's life and death is in the power of the tongue, but I think they switched it to like, they took death out like it's supposed to be so serious to this death and they switched it to a very nice word that had nothing to do about life or death it's like no like why are y'all changing it so i used to love like digital literature digital books like oh my gosh i have a million books all on my cloud but it's like they can change that they could delete that they could say it's lost like whatever like i have a one note and on my one note when i go and try to look at a lot of stuff it's gone like i didn't do an upgrade or my my mac is so old i have to get a new one and they won't let me upgrade my stuff. And it's like, where's my stuff? Like, what is going on? Like, what? And I'm really upset because I had, like, so much stuff saved on there. It's like I got to start back at square one. So I'm going to go back to floppy hard disk. You know what I mean? A USB drives. Because once we put it in these clouds and stuff, and they just say it's about function. It's like, what do you do? Like, it's gone. Like, oh, well, forget about it. It's gone. So we need to save our stuff. We need to start printing our stuff again because it's a hell no. But I'm just so excited. Like, I was like, oh, my God. He responded. I thought it was going to respond on some BS because I just a predominantly white school. It is. Like, it was um, Juneteenth. I didn't see no advertising about Juneteenth. I was like, hey, y'all not, y'all not going to celebrate Juneteenth? I ain't got a response back by, about it yet. But I will say I tried to apply to FAMU. And I had already taken and passed my ACT, SAT, all that stuff. And when I went to orientation, they told my parents they had to leave. But my mom, she had my test stuff. And so um, they made me take the test again. I didn't do as good. Because when I, if I study right before a test, I'll do good. But once time passes, like I got to restudy again. And they wanted me to take all remedial classes. Like, you mean tell me this school is like $40,000 a semester. And you want me to take remedial classes on top of that? I was like, no. So I went to FSCJ. Um, and then my mom, she was like, you have a choice. I can't do both. Your sister's right behind you. I can either get you a car or I can pay for school. She was like, one or the other. I was like, that's okay. That's bad. I can go to, F- to FSCJ, transfer in two years. Although I didn't. But that was the plan. So when I have a, a child or become a foster auntie, I'm not going to force them to call me mom. They can call me Auntie Boo. 
Um, I'm gonna encourage them to go to college. You know, even if even if they don't have like a dream career job, I think it's a good experience like to be away from home, being an adult. You're eating by yourself, you're shining by yourself, like you're learning survival skills, like you know what I mean? Kinda like military, like it's it's that next step before adulthood. And I think a lot of people skip from high school to adulthood. And you should get that pause, you should get that great. Like there's still a learning curve, there's still things to learn before you enter into one hundred percent adulthood. So people wanna skip over young adult, but that's a full phase, like teen young adult adult like a lot of people skipped over that phase and that's why a lot of relationships and different things that we go through you're dealing with a young adult because they didn't get to experience that phase so they're experiencing it with you <laughs> but baby i don't have time it's a no for me i'm not raising nobody it's a hell no like you got to get your own therapist you got to do your own work you got to sit down and talk to god like nobody else should be responsible for that and i don't know why as women we feel like we have to do that and it's a no for me it's a no Sign me up for the kids, not for the grown-ups. No, no, and no. So, that was this one. I'm going to do the next episode on the Bible because I fell in love with the Bible again. Like, this is some good stuff in there. I think I, I love it and I understand it a lot more because I'm able to bring, like, chakras. I'm able to bring meditation. I'm able to bring Buddha and all the other stuff. And I can look at it with new eyes. But just from Christian eyes, like, no. And I, I still see the BS for what it is. Uh, slaves obey your masters that's complete bs somebody definitely put that in there because i do not believe that i do not believe that whatsoever i feel like if jesus was here right today he would be like now who put it i did not do that like common sense just says if there is a book just like the just like the game telephone it can be changed so your spirit should tell you what is true and what is not and a lot of the um the pure stuff just resonate with me like it it is a good book to learn from and to have good morals and principles. You just have to dig deeper and decipher. Like, they talk about crystals in there. Do you know the, uh, what did they call it back in the day? It wasn't a pastor, but it, maybe the priest. Maybe they used the name priest. Do you know the priest had a holy book with crystals on it? But but Christians today want to demonize crystals. Get them crystals away from me. Do you know if you was back in Jesus' time, your priest would have a Bible with crystals crystals on it? Would you stand up and tell him, oh my God, get those crystals away. That's what I can't stand about the Christian community. It's like, have you researched crystals? Do you know what crystals are about? And at the end of the day, God made everything. So everything has God's holy energy in it. What you decide to do with it, good or bad, is on you. But they want to demonize everything. So if people are talking to angels and demons and can see dead people and stuff, are you going to call them demons? No, those are gifts that they have. And you could do good or bad with your gift. So I just feel like the, the, the church is like baby. The church is preschool. And I had to go to elementary high school on my own. College. I had to get that on my own. Because although they go to theology school, they're not teaching their disciples enough. But now today, they're ordaining other people and stuff like that. So that's good. But it's literally milk. You've been to church 40 years and you're still drinking milk. That makes no sense to me. So I think with each generation, we're going we're gonna to crave more knowledge. And if we can't find it in the church, we're going to seek it. And that's sad if you're calling your, your place of worship a holy place. But your people have to seek answers elsewhere. I, don't, I think you need to analyze that. Like, why can't you have a class about crystals? If you don't believe in worshiping them, at least... At least tell how they were in the Bible, what they are, you know, what they can do. Nobody's telling you to, oh, Crystal. I had, I used to love the podcast. Um, it's with, uh, it's with Simone and her best friend. 
For sure. The For Sure podcast. And I stopped looking at it because she was like, if I get in an accident, it's not going to be Rose Court. Save me. Girl, we don't do that. You have your own Reiki energy that that is six feet beyond you that you should be putting up your shields every day. Your shields get holes in it. Do you know how to, to repair your shield? No, because you never sat your ass down and took a Reiki one class. It's the same thing that the pastor does. But you're out here being subject to demon, demon possession because you don't know how to put up your Reiki shield. So no, nobody's saying, oh my God, Chris will save me. At the end of the day, God Almighty is going to save us. But we understand the different powers and tools around us and we do use them. But if you're if the only tool you want to use is the Bible, baby, use it. And I look at it as, as if all you want to use is salt, use it. Because I got a full kitchen cabinet full of seasonings. I can, I can have a crab boil. I can have gumbo. I can have seafood. I can do spicy. I can do Italian. I can do Mexican. You know what I mean? I can do all of this with my seasonings. All you got is salt. It's a no for me. Like, make it make sense. You want to have one book on your library shelf or millions of books? Like, you just have to, like, ugh. I hate that I'm an air sign and I just, I'm always in my head. And if I don't relate with you through my head, everything else can just, like, go. Because it's like, your brain is a muscle. Please use it. Please use it. Like, oh, my God. It's just so hard. But I know we're all different. We're all supposed to be different parts. Like, the Bible says some people are hands, some people feet, toes. Yeah, we all do our part. But at the end of the day, we're all supposed to share. So make sure you learn from your fellow air, air zodiacs. Okay? Because we don't learn and love to learn and love to teach. Not only do we love to learn. I don't like to use that word teach. I'm going to say share. We love to learn, but it doesn't stay in us. The moment we swallow it, we spit it back out for somebody else. That's the gift God gave us. So if you don't want to sit down and read all these articles, guess what? I'm going to turn it into a, a, a TikTok that, that you can sit down and watch since you didn't want to read it all. That's like our gift. We take lots of information, not lots of knowledge, and, and break it down into chunk sizes so people can eat. That's what the pastor is supposed to be doing, but I guess to each their own, honey. But yeah, I'm so excited about my topic. I hope it's approved. I have no idea how this is my first time doing this, so I'm so excited. I know at the end it could be published, and I'm going to be like, they're going to be like, are you Miss? Are you Miss, Mrs. or Miss? Uh, Dr. Boo. It's Dr. Jackson. But this is just so funny because it's a whole bunch of books that I'm supposed to publish. And I think God is walking me through this process because ultimately I'm going to be doing my other books too. So I think we all just learn different and life is going to give you lessons in the way that you understand them and, and will learn them. And you can't really force or push that on anybody else. But we still can learn from each other. So just be open to learn from all avenues. But school will always be my avenue. Like, I have loved school ever since I was a little girl. I love school. I, I didn't like waking up. I didn't like getting dressed. I didn't like leaving. So college was better for me because it's on my laptop. There's internet. I'm at home. I'm in my bed. I'm wherever I want school to be. And that just kind of works for me. In life, too, like as a realtor, I could be like, where do I want my office to be today? Am I going to Starbucks? Am I going to Panera? Am I going to the library? Like, wherever I want my office to be, that's where it is. Like, I'm such a free spirit. Nobody can ever put chains on me, ever. You better suggest something to me, but you're not going to tell me anything. <laughs> you're not. That's a no. That's everybody in my family. Like, are you suggesting or telling? Because <laughs> it's going to sound like you're telling me. I'm not a slave. I'm not a little child. I have free will. I will exercise that. I will not give that up for, for anything. No amount of money will ever force me to give up my freedom. It's like, No. We all are born with that. And so I think when God says we have free will, it's really free will for a choice. 
and you learn through those choices. So if you sit back and everybody is making all those choices for you, are you really learning? You're learning their path, but why are you learning what you were supposed to learn? They tell us to go to school and get these jobs. You a whole artist and you on somebody's clock. You're supposed to be drawing paintings and putting crystals on them and putting rinky in them and putting words of affirmation on them and, and selling them so they can be in people's house, raising their vibration. And like, it's always like bigger. It's always about everybody else. It's always about spirit. It's always bigger. And if at the end of the day, that's not what your job do. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. It's not. Like as a realtor, not only am I providing financial freedom for families, I'm giving them a, a home. Something they can pass down for generations. What What is so important about a home? You can grow food in the backyard. You can get some chickens, some pigs, some cows. Like, it's very important. You know what I mean? Like, this is your ancestors' land at the end of the day. You're getting back what is rightfully yours. Like, it's so important for me. And I even have, I got a patient reader now. I have her bless my homes. It was getting a little pricey on the rental side. But I have her bless my people home. Because ain't no telling... Was it war on this ground? Who was here before you? The builders or whatever else? Like, your home is... You're most vulnerable at your home. Because at the end of the day, that's where you lay down and close your eyes. Somebody could try to break in. They could try to do a fire. They could try... That's your most vulnerable state is your home. Because it's where your, your whole family exists. It's where you're supposed to have peace. It's where you eat. It's where you lay down and sleep. You're most vulnerable. So, to me, it reminds me of the root chakra. And that's the beginning of everything. The feet. Without these feet, you ain't walking or going nowhere. You know what I mean? It helps you move. Nothing is supposed to stand still. The feet are very important. It's, 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 it's the groundwork. It's the foundation. It's like building a house. It's the ground. If the ground messed up, the whole foundation will fall. Ain't that biblical? You have to build your house on sturdy ground. So anyways, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. The next one I'm going to do is about the Bible because... Yeah, I'm going to start get back in, into the Bible. Well, I know now. Now that I can decipher a little bit more of the BS. Um, I do think it's in layers, too. I think there's layers on everything. Like, you can make a sandwich as a child. Like, you can hear the three little pigs as a child and say, oh, you know, this that house was the sturdier one. As an adult, you can hear that story as you might need to build a brick house. It was the same story, but you understood it on a different level. You know what I mean? I think that's how the Bible is. I think it's like a million and one levels of the Bible. And Christianity is on level one. Like, baby, you got a ways to go. I honestly feel like Jesus, when he disappeared, he went to Mesopotamia. And he learned about esoteric. Like, how to heal. The rinky and all this other stuff. Because they keep saying heal and heal and heal and heal. That's what esoterics do. They learn how to heal. Whether it's shadow work. Whether it's meditation. Whether it's the chakras. Whether it's herbs. They're all healers. They're all doctors. <laughs> And nobody wants to admit that. The witches, they were doctors. They were healing people. Some of them were doing bad, just like with voodoo vundum. You could do good and bad with anything. But focus on, focus on, always try to focus on the good. Yeah, you could do, you could, you could go shoot up a school with a gun. But that's what, is that what we want you to do? No. You could also protect your family from somebody trying to intrude in your house. So I think people try to focus on the negative, but it's just a tool. And what you do with it makes it good or bad. 
you decided to do that, you're a bad person. There's some demons in you. You need some help. I don't think jail is the answer for everything. A lot of people need mental help. But that's another episode. I'll catch you guys. Look, listen, I'll keep going. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. I hope you are having an amazing day. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new, hey. If you're returning, thank you so much. And we're going to keep going to the world's fall off, y'all. Love y'all and have an amazing day. Bye. Namaste. Love a And always vibe high, babe. Thanks a million for listening. I hope you have a better than great day. I love you. Talk to you later. Bye.